0: your co-host and the CEO of Coalition Snow. For those of you who are with us in
1: season one, we are glad you're back. For those of you who are new, get ready to laugh, cry, and maybe pee your pants a little.
0: Juicy Bits is all about taking conversations that we start on the chairlift and at the trailhead, and even at the dinner table, and bringing them to you bi-monthly for productive, meaningful conversations that explore alternative narratives to the conventional dialogue about what it means to be a woman in modern society. Grab your helmet,
1: because sometimes it's a bumpy ride. FYI, this podcast is for mature audiences, so you've been warned. Let's get to work and juice the patriarchy. Welcome to the Season 2 mashup of Juicy Bits. It's Jillian here, and while Jen is cycling her way in the hills and mountains of Nepal, I took the time to... Relisten listen to our entire season. And I hope that, like myself, you are not disappointed that not only are we having you laugh and cry, maybe pee your pants a little, but ideally chipping away and shredding the patriarchy with each and every episode and bringing you thoughtful and meaningful dialogue and experiences from women around the country and around the world that face so much of what we are up against in trying to create the world in which we really wish to live in and coexist in. And so in this journey that we are so thankful you are along for the ride with us, again, sometimes the helmet is necessary. Um, From our bottle of bullet to our most recent interview with Sensi Graves, we have had the opportunity to be in the studio, to be sharing and living our lives with you through this podcast, and we are extremely grateful. So I hope you enjoy the season two mashup, and we cannot wait to bring you so much more in season three. And as always, we want to hear from you. So don't be afraid to reach out at juicybits at coalitionsnow.com And a huge big e-podcast hug for our Patreon supporters as well. We couldn't do this without you. And if you're not sure what Patreon is, it is a platform for creators like Jen and I, And you can go to patreon.com backslash Juicy Bits and check out our campaign. And if you choose to support us, we will use that towards, again, our great recording space at the Reno Collective, as well as all that we do to bring you through your gifts and your gags from us at Juicy Bits. All our love. And again, enjoy.
0: I mean, Juicy Bits definitely was a byproduct of the fact that we were drinking wine, out of penis straws mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that we did as a group of eight women finish the big bottle mm-hmm, of bullets mm-hmm. in one night mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so th- those are important but we were we were all together on the east side at this doing this year trip this backcountry ski trip so back take us back to the car so we're yeah. in the car I'm driving your passenger Sheridan's in the back barely alive yeah. and and just to give you a sense of where my
1: brain capacity was at. And if I remember this correctly, Jen, you had to drive back to Reno to do a quick changeover and then, like, really function at a high level. And where my brain was at was this was the kind of stuff that was coming out of my mouth. Gotta take a shit. When you're gonna take a shit? Who's gotta take a shit? I don't know. We shit. You shit. I shit. They shit. We shit. That's about how well I was functioning.
0: And I love Jillian was coming up. She was coming up with all these songs. And we were just amusing ourselves because we had this, you know, four hour drive back and we were amusing ourselves. So Jillian's coming up with these songs. And at some point I think I said, We really should record these. Mm-hmm. We should really record these are amazing. And so that goes to show you where where Jen's head was at. Because, I love a good poop joke. Yeah, and I don't like
1: really actually, I'm not super, those of you who know me, I am not really into poop jokes or really into <laughs> potty humor, but I had no problem. But you problem. love rapping. I you did. You love I'm, rapping. I'm a really. She's really good. I'm a good rapper. And so I was rapping about that. And I was also doing the job. So so you, those of you, we all love good road trips. And hopefully you're listening to Juicy Bits right now in your car on a awesome drive going somewhere fabulous because what happens is you as you know jen's captaining i'm co-captaining i have two major responsibilities one is to help with hydration you hand them the nalgene or the water bottle with the top off that's a thing so co-captains you know do you do that for your the driver the other thing is you are there for entertainment like you have to they're driving they're focusing and it's just it creates a really hysterical space and so as i was wrapping um, continuously, and we decide to record this. We almost decide are we that are we that funny that we should actually be recording
0: most of what we talk about? Well, and of course, we think yes. So <laughs> if you ask us, obviously we say yes because we're sitting here today, but we did we did bring it bring it to the back seat, we brought it to Sheridan and we're like, hey, are we funny? Should we actually maybe start recording ourselves? And she like, Yeah yeah. I'm just, I'm just tired, and we're like, okay. So, Jillian and I take that as an absolute yes. Our calling is to have a podcast
1: and continue. Oh no, that was, I was saying that's what I heard from Jen. The yeah, me- me- which to me was like the I'm the <laughs> uh, making hand fireworks. Pew, pew. They're going off, and I'm like, this is this is great. Yet here, this is, you're not only celebrated by having the head of our nation mock those that stood up against you, gross. Absolutely gross. Um, But you are then rewarded in this very prestigious position. That's the other thing that fucking pisses me off about it is you think about, you know, we don't have law degrees. Jen and I don't have, we're not aiming to be on the Supreme Court. I mean, this is no surprise (laughs) In case you were wondering, we don't just, like, have those in our back pocket, and we weren't, you know, I think you've shared this with me before in other situations, like, you might not really make it to that level because your skeletons are out in the open. There'd be things that they'd be like, sorry, Jen, you might not be a
0: fit Right, I but the Supreme made, Court, right? I have made decisions in my life that will preclude me from doing certain things. And we all make those decisions and we all have choices. And mm-hmm. quite honestly, you know, yes, I have many skeletons that are not in the closet. So I will probably never run for political office. I would never pass the test. So when you're an individual who makes certain decisions, like getting tanked all through high school, which... By the way is illegal Mm -hmm. yeah when when you're breaking the law as a teenager recording your activities in a really weird ass calendar Mm -hmm. that you for some reason keep for decades like let's not even get into the like the absolute most bizarre thing that you would have like how do you have a piece of paper from 50 years ago like how do you have these calendars and why do you record your infidelities on a calendar but then you still think that for some reason you deserve the job and to me to be raised to be raised that way to that this that you believe that you come from a certain level of pedigree and that a certain level of privilege has been granted
1: to you though imperfect as it is we've modeled it after other civilizations that have looked at things such as the social contracts and rule of law and certain levels of philosophy that bring us to a place where you would have a supreme court you'd have your due process and I'm going to pull up this photo so I can kind of have the energy in front of me and this was from a March 20th. This was day 3 and I'm, you know, I'm kind of starting with this one cuz for me it was it was so connected to the larger lessons and like the larger
0: dialogue that Jen and I often have. This is Jen here. Um just to give all of our listeners a little bit of context, I'm sitting in the studio right now with Jillian. And um I have not heard, I mean, I I knew that this is what she wanted to record today. And this kind of came up um, in a conversation that we had had in July um, or maybe even in June when I had finished my cycling trip from Nairobi to Cape Town. And I was in Cape Town still. And she had told me that she was like speaking to my Instagram. And I (laughs) thought that was incredible. And we decided that we were going to record A podcast about it but what's really special about this is that she's actually on her phone looking up these photos right now and is about ready to record sort of her tribute to me and how much she missed me when I was gone which is awesome because I missed her so much too so over back over to Jillian
1: all right so we're on um, Yogareki's page we're on uh, day three it's March 20th and it's in Tanzania And I saw this photo, and it's a a group selfie. And what stood out to me was the lessons, right? The lessons that every... If we have a critical eye, we can take lessons from everything. So in this photo, there are these beautiful smiling faces, but the one that is dominant, right, is this white male. And so right away, I'm thinking, all right, I have this, you know... Like this total desire to talk to Jen and be like, who is this guy? Why is he dominating the photo? And I could almost see behind her smile, right? Because she has this trained smile um, that she got from... Is it okay that I reveal this? Like, yeah. how you have... Because you, if you've noticed ever, Jen is incredibly photogenic. She does this, like, this great smile. I don't know how she does it, because I'm always like, Mrah. And so I'm looking at her smile, and it's not the usual one. So I'm like, she th- might be thinking it, too. And so this is where my dialogue's going, where I'm like, Jen, who is this guy? Why is he taking over all the space? You sort of, like, you know you don't need to hit us over the head that you're the biggest in the photo. And then you're the center when I'm like, come on, dude, you have these beautiful other humans around you. You have people of color, you have women, you have all different ages. And there's even people in the background kind of trying to poke their head up. Like I want to get in on this. And to me, I was like, Jen, this guy's obviously in charge, right? Why couldn't he make space for other people? And I'm thinking she's cycling through this, having the same exact thought and wondering who this guy is. And I could not wait to find out who he was. And, Do you want to talk a little bit about who he was or should we save that for
0: So I think, so I'll just briefly say who this guy was. We're going to definitely get into this on another Juicy Bits. But for now, the person who's in this photo is the individual who decided that I would for some reason be the thorn in his side Mm -hmm. for the entire trip. And I was lucky enough to be on the receiving end of his bullying and harassment. the point of a one night stand is to not see the person again. So Mm -hmm. the last thing I want to do in like a small community is just be having one night stands and then like run into those people at the post office or the bar. That's my worst nightmare. So I recently went on a date where like, I absolutely knew I was going to sleep with this guy. Like 100% it was going to happen. And I would have totally, I didn't have any sort of like moral qualms about sleeping with him on, on the first night. But my whole thing was like, you live within a 50 mile radius. Mm-hmm. So I need to actually check you out to see if you're going to be around for like more than one night. It might only be a month. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But you can't be on the one night stand list. So, date one knew that I was going to sleep with them on date two, which happened mm-hmm. and was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But is that why you were late to pick me up this morning? That was maybe why I was late to pick you up. Thanks for picking morning. me up, by the way. You but- know what? I wanted nothing more than to pick you up. And I'll tell you that not only did I set my alarm so that I had an hour because Ooh, there was Like pl- a sexy alarm? Well, set the morning sex- sexy I set alarm? The morning, I set the morning sexy alarm because I knew that number one, I needed to have at least like one cup of coffee and that ideally I was going to get late again this morning before I came to get you. So I had to carve out enough time and I was so intent on making sure that I like did not sleep in or i mean cuz we were up all night and mm-hmm. like not forget you that i actually had two dreams about you i had one dream where the guy it was like him in the dream but instead of having his dog he had like a kid and and it was like <laughs> kind of the same scenario and we were like in the swimming pool and i was like oh my god i forgot about jillian it's 9:30 in the morning and you were so mad at me so i had that dream and then I had this other dream that like we were actually together, but we were in like this swamp land. but I was supposed to come get you, but you were there. And we started to walk. And then there was this alligator that was coming after us. So we like ran the other way and then jumped into the water, which is like the worst thing that you would do if you were with alligator, like jump in the water. So then I woke up, and my point of telling you this note to all the listeners. Jillian has never heard this before. This is like all new for her. My point of telling you this is that I was really committed to picking you up this morning on time. Well, not super late. Yes. that I dreamt about it. And I think I was only I think I was like 10 minutes late mm-hmm. to get fully prepared for winter is yeah. um I'd like to know what haircut do I need to get right now mm-hmm. so that by the time my hair is meant to like effortlessly fall out of my helmet I can get those perfect wisps. So who knows? And cuz we're too old we and not yeah.
1: cool enough, so we're kind of out of this loop, but I do I love Instagram in the winter. I kind of love it all the time, but the Instagram in the winter is just my jam. And those of you that literally secure the perfect helmet wisps, I mean what maybe they're that? not going to tell, but I want to know. I think you're on to something. Maybe there's something
0: about the fall haircut like are you growing it's it good. out a little bit is there a particular product that you're using I mean what because I'm just used to grabbing a elastic mm-hmm. and wrapping my hair in it and throwing a helmet on and calling it done mm-hmm. but clearly there's this whole look now mm. that include I mean and it's cute it's it's super cute it's super cute also kind of annoying it's cute and annoying yeah. at the same Time, mm-hmm. but for real, how the fuck do you get those wisps? Yeah, I don't even know. I don't so, even that know.
1: would be one of those ways if you're listening right now and you're like, I know, and then you should share, you should share Share it, and it's we'll at least we'll you could do give you a great shout out. Um, we can even have you on if you want to come on and talk about your wisps. Another, I think, hair conversation that's important to have is we did a pretty, I would say, um, not discreet episode about waxing it was last thorough. year. It was thorough, it was thorough, thank it was thorough. you, it was thorough.
0: A thorough conversation about yeah. removing hair from your body but you know what's kind of weird is mm-hmm. sometimes in the winter
1: because i i like to wear my ski socks up really like i pull them up really high yeah. to my knee yeah. and it's almost like they stop my leg it stops my leg hair from growing it i don't know if that's healthy does. or not but it's almost like this self-wax so there's this like not having to whack as much in, in the winter and then the ski socks do wonders for us
0: well winter time I do not wax my upper leg um Mm. the business is still always taking care like that's got to be manicured and take care of and I do want to say like we did get a little bit of feedback from that waxing episode that we were shaming women who didn't wax no If oh, you want to have body hair, have body hair. Like, we don't give yeah. a fuck. Like, you reserve the right to wax or not wax. If, you, not if wax. you miss the memo, we don't give a fuck. Like, no judgment here. That, we can only speak we can from only our sp- own experiences. Thank you.
1: And I think for me, personally, for. that episode was actually very therapeutic. Yeah. And the feedback I got from it was helpful because... Everything from the the laughter it invoked for some of my friends, some that were like, "Wow, I actually went and got my legs waxed because Mm -hmm. of that, and it was awesome because maybe they shave their legs." So again, we're not here to tell you what to do. It's just kind of offering that not many people talk about that. It's like, oh, they just think that these like women are beautifully hairless, and I'm like, they're not. It's like the same thing if you're over 40 and your teeth are perfectly white. I mean, maybe you haven't you know drank coffee and red wine. Yeah, you do, but maybe you're hiding. That's fine. Mm But we should be able to. Talk about it. Right. Um, it's-
0: So back to getting pumped for winter. Yes, the winter. The point is you can actually remove less body hair if you're so inclined because mm-hmm. there is a warmth factor and then you're always covered up. Mm-hmm. So what we're saying is that, you know, like you don't you can stop waxing. That's okay. a way like start waxing your skis and your snowboards. Yes. And you can take a break from waxing your legs and your armpits or any of that. And that's really a time management issue you Mm -hmm. know like we are really trying to help you save time and be more efficient so what we're saying is wax your gear and not your legs oh that's
1: that should be on a fucking t-shirt you like that i do i like that a lot
0: Okay. I can help you with that. I have an app for that. I can definitely <laughs> help you. We can do that in another bath sesh, another <laughs> bath sesh. Just so, also to be clear to all the listeners, there's no video in this recording. So don't get any, like, it's like, I'm really. That would be no so Alana
1: and Abby of us if we were doing it that.
0: Actually it would be, it would be adorable, but. Um, I am so 29- crush on them. Oh my God. I can't believe that's coming to an end. Ah, <sighs> Um has anyone out there bought any of their sex toys or sex pro- I don't know I don't want to call it sex toys anymore because of how we emphasize women's sexuality it's um mm. sex gadgets, accessories accoutrements yes. accessories, accessories are part of women's health and wellness so but anyways they have a line I feel like maybe I should buy maybe I should buy one we should do a review maybe we should do vibrator reviews oh that's an idea right. was, yeah
1: vibrator I would be vibrator.
2: I would be
0: vibrator
1: okay.
0: reviews. We
1: can yeah, do that. Sometimes um, of the podcast, we do get like a little working session. So this is something for a little insight for our listeners. You know, yes. we can't give them an Insta live right now. So we'll give them that. It's true. That little bit of how we, sometimes the brain just, you know, just go places. Yeah,
0: exactly. I think my, so thinking about 2019 as well for me, so I don't know how many of you sort of read, I feel like there's a huge controversy over resolutions versus mm. intentions. As far as I'm concerned, same, same. It's all semantics. At the end of the day, all that everyone's trying to do is just be happier, right? Like, that's really it. Like, what is it that I can do to be a happier human being?
1: I love the title, and I'd like, I want you to share with our listeners what it means, but how did it, how did you land on Sisu? And for some reason, I feel like you had a, you probably didn't have a fight, but you had like a run-in with a brownie or a Girl Scout or something.
0: Yeah, so the concept of the mag, like we've at, at Coalition Snow. I mean, obviously, for any of you who listen to Juicy Bits, you know that we love to create content. Like we love to talk about things. We love to write about things. Um, that's something that we've that we've always done. And CC Magazine is just really an extension of that. It's like us kind of taking it to the next level. Um, it's super crazy, and we'll get into it later about like how the actual idea of the magazine came came to be, but. Originally, when we first sort of like did a soft launch for the magazine, it was called Scout and we love the name and it was really more along the lines of like To Kill a Mockingbird Scout. But then somehow the Girl Scouts thought that Scout was like all about them. So we actually got a cease and desist. So we filed a a trademark. We got a cease and desist from the Girl Scouts of America, where they essentially said that they own everything that has to do with women and the outdoors. And so we couldn't have this magazine called Scout because people would confuse it with the Brownie handbook. And the interesting part of that is like, I wanted to say to them, uh, no, I'm pretty sure the sex column in the magazine would be one of the big differentiators between this and the Brownie handbook. But then I thought that would probably just be inflammatory and not make anything. Better at all, so we got the cease and desist, and really had to make some difficult decisions. Um, obviously, we could have fought the trademark; we probably would have won that because we filed it in a different category than what the Girl Scouts has a trademark for. But I don't want to spend my time fighting with little girls. No. I'm not interested, nor do I want to spend my money on that either. And and for us, this magazine is like it's it's more than one issue. Like this is another legacy that we're trying to create, and so.
3: An only child and being raised by your father, you don't have a lot of female influence, and so um, it was just really refreshing to to see it, you know.
0: So okay, so you you start at this gym, but then um, you still aren't boxing.
3: Still, yeah, still not boxing. Um, so did you
0: start boxing because entrepreneurship was so difficult that you had to let out some aggression, or was it that you had to like punch some people, <laughs> or where? Because at this point, we're just like, yay, we got a loan, got found this great agent, found found the space, and we're still not punching anything yet.
3: Right. No, okay. uh, it ended up being that I was pretty good at business and the first year did $100,000 in, in revenue, um, which back then was a lot of money, still is a lot of money. Um, And, uh, we got really busy and so I had to help be a trainer. So I started to become an assistant trainer, assistant coach. And, um, and then next thing, you know, I've got, you know, fighters underneath me, meaning I'm training, uh, kids to compete in the boxing ring. So it wasn't just, you know, people just working out at this point, it was actually competitive fighters. And after a couple years, I thought this is kind of hypocritical. How can I teach somebody how to box? or teach them or just even know what it's like to fight in the boxing ring if I haven't stepped in there and competed in boxing. And so I decided that I wanted to compete. So that's how I started competing.
0: Did you win?
3: Oh, yeah. And I lost.
0: (laughs) Of course. As is life.
3: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. Winning, losing. I mean, yeah, I did all of that. Um, You know, it was – it was challenging. Um, it's, it's one of the most physically challenging things I've ever done in my life. Um, but also one of the most, um, I'd say like the biggest challenge mentally is stepping into a boxing ring and knowing that you, it's like, you're going to battle. Like, you know, this person's trying to punch you in the face and will punch you in the face. Um, and you can't just turn around and run, you know, you have to face it and you have to figure it out and go, okay, why am I getting hit with that punch? I need to slip or I need to Bob or I need to step back or whatever. So it's, um, it's quite, uh, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's a completely different experience. And the other experience that is like no other, when you're actually in the ring competing, um, this is after some time of competing and your, your body's starting to get used to it. Your mind's getting used to it. Um, you, you, kind of have this um I think they call it inertia where it's like you you things are coming at you very quickly but in your brain you're able to slow them down and make them slow motion so that you can react to them and it's the most surreal thing that I have ever experienced you know you can see punches coming at you in a slow way to where you can get out of the way whereas to the naked eye to everybody watching they're fast Um, So I don't know, it's like being in a slow motion movie kind of.
0: Okay, for real, how badly does it hurt to get hit? Scale of 1 to 10, 10 being like serious pain, like I would imagine like childbirth pain. (laughs) 1 being I have a paper cut. How does it, what is that pain like of getting hit in the ring?
3: You know, when it happens, unless it's a punch that's going to give you a concussion, um, you don't really feel it. Uh, really? Yeah, you, because your adrenaline's so high. I think it's probably like similar for, you know, maybe somebody who's snowboarding or something and, you know, they're just like killing it
1: the look on your face was priceless. It would have been a great gift to have captured that. But, you know, I, I have it in my mind, and it'll be there with me always. Mm-hmm. So, I, again, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but you were completely surprised to learn that I have never purchased nor used uh, a vibrator.
0: Yeah. Okay. surprise is like the lowest <laughs> level of emotion that I had when you said that you've never used a vibrator because I don't know how you have gotten through life. I mean, I know how you've gotten. We know about your husband and all the other humans who have participated in your pleasure. <laughs> um, but for like for real, to never have used a vibrator is mind blowing. To me, <laughs> Maybe maybe even as mind-blowing as the incredible orgasms you can have with a vibrator, mm. which is why I'm so uh, surprised. And so can you— Well, you it's interesting that you bring up the
1: incredible orgasms, because there's this great scene in Sex and the City when Charlotte and Miranda and Carrie go and get their vibrators. And then Charlotte becomes very into it, and she literally says that she orgasms for five straight minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really, that would be, that's motivation for me to get a vibrator. Okay, let me ask you this. Is that five straight minutes? Not like it seems like five minutes.
0: Okay, I've never had the timer on because I'm
1: busy (laughs) doing other things. It doesn't come with a timer. You can't get one with a timer.
0: (sighs) But I'll tell you. I have one more question for you. Yes, what would your mom think of you today?
2: Oh, I think she would be proud. I I, really do. I think she would just be super proud. And I mean, this is bringing tears to my eyes, especially as we come into Mother's Day. But, And I think acknowledging that and saying, yeah, I'm making my mom proud is just something that cultivates your self-love and, and, and self-belief and saying I am enough and I'm doing enough and acknowledging that. And I also try and spread the motherfucking Mm -hmm. light all the time. And I think that comes Mm -hmm. across. And um, one of my affirmations is I'm an inspiration. And honestly, Jen, I took that off my affirmation list because I was like, I checked that one off. I am Mm -hmm. an inspiration, you know, I'm killing it. And so I actually don't even feel the need to say that anymore because I feel like I'm bringing a lot of good to the world and I'm doing the best job I can. And that I think is something to be super proud of and uh, I know my mom's looking down at me and just being really stoked I'm sure
0: she is I'm sure she is me and my girl we got this relationship I love her so bad but she treats me like
3: locked down like a penitentiary she spreads a love in all